Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have a blast from the past. Kristen and I are very lazy (laughs) and we're not able to record a fresh episode this week. So we decided to dig into our vault of old episodes. We have like 200 and something episodes. There's a lot of amazing content that potentially some of you haven't heard or potentially you have heard and having a refresh by listening to great information will be really helpful for you. So about a year and a half ago, we had a wonderful 24-year-old named Clancy. He was super cute, super blonde, very bubbly. Um, And she came on and talked to us about dating from a younger woman's perspective. But we really focused on approaching, being approached, how to approach approach a woman. And we also discussed, is it the man's responsibility to approach? Do women let men know when they want to be approached? Can women make the first move and approach? Anyway, we talked a lot about approaching. I think that's a really big topic for a lot of people. Uh, so that's why we we chose this topic to do a blast from the past episode. So keep listening. Guys, welcome to Ask Women. I'm Kristen Carney. Now you say it. I was literally Ask just going to say. I was we're just going to say. Now that we're not doing the sh- radio, now Lock we're that dash place. Yeah, I'm Kristen. You guys know me. We're here with Marnie Kinress. Mm-hmm. Hi. Hi. You heard her say the F bomb already. Yes. And this we're going to be a good show. It's a great show. But Kristen might die during the recording. Yes. Her chair is wonky and broken. The setup that we're in right now. <laughs> we're at a professional studio. It's just like really legit. Yeah, super legit. And I'm sitting but broken. Backwards in a chair with my legs like I'm in a 1990s like sitcom. Right. Like my legs like, you know, going forward like I'm a teenager in high school. Yeah. Like talking to the girls. Like Uncle Jesse. Yeah. yeah. Literally like Uncle yeah. Jesse. And um, we are sharing a mic with um, our guest. Yeah. But this is very legit. We're at iHeartRadio. That's mm-hmm. very legit. Super legit. Yes. Well, anyway, so we have Clancy on our show today. Clancy, and- by the way, love that name. Yeah. Love her outfit, love her hair. Everything's pretty. This it guy's really good. This guy from my town, his name is Clancy Connors. I thought he had the coolest name in the world. Yeah. And then his sister's Casey Connors. I used her name. She used to babysit me. I used her name as uh, names. as uh, in my screenplay. She was like, the, that was the name of my lead character. Oh, really? But I really would love to use Clancy. Well, you should for your name. Is that your real name? For. Yeah, it is. It's my real name. That's very, very cool. Well, the thing is, is that people listening may or may not have gotten to her here Clancy before. She was on our podcast before, but then the stupid place that we recorded at before lost a lot of our shows. Anyway, she delivered amazing. Did that show not go up? I don't know it now. Must, it, it I think up. one of them long, did, but she was in, she was there for two shows. Oh, damn. It was a really good show that when we were talking about like connection and chemistry and we had a whole bunch, like a round table of women. Those are all the shows to me in my brain. But that, what do you mean? Yeah, that's the, oh, that is the one I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah. No, it never went up. And wow. these people will never get to hear that. It was a fantastic show. Anyway, Clancy is Frustrating. here. She is, uh, she works for a matchmaking company. So she is a matchmaker. And matchmaker, matchmaker, yeah. make me But it's really match. interesting. She was telling me about being a matchmaker. And it's very fascinating on how she makes the matches. I always say whenever people ask me, do you know matchmaker? I'll say like, mm, not really. Because I always think they have a, a collection of 10 people that they're pulling from. And just be like, oh, these people match together because we have no other options. Clancy was saying they have like 17,000 people in their database. and actually, Just in Los Angeles. Just in Los Angeles. That's crazy. So yeah, so why don't you talk about matchmaking for a second, and then yeah. we're going to get to the topic that I want to discuss today, which is, do women want to be approached? But yeah. let's talk about matchmaking. Yeah, so we have about 70,000 people in our free database in LA, about 60,000 nationwide. We're in nine cities. So you have the paid option where I have clients who pay me and I promise them matches. 
and I go out and find what they're looking for. But if you're in our database or just in the world, I'm ruthless. Like I will approach you and run across the street to find right. you. Um, but if you're just in the database and you're a good match for my client, you get to be matched up for free. And all of the exclusive relationships I have had that are successful relationships, one of the people has been free. So they basically got really? yeah, they, they got free love. Got free love. That's pretty like amazing. it should be right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, who who are the people that use this kind of service? Because you know, before we started the show, mm-hmm. we had to wait forty five minutes for Christina to finish her other <laughs> show. We had a lot of things to talk about. You, you were talking about like where you meet these people and mm-hmm. then who the people are that you work with. Because I just want yeah. people to understand like what matchmaking is and how they can use it as a free resource and a non-free resource. Yeah, so th- I meet people a lot. At- also, just take away the stigma of it. Because someone like me, I think it's all just like weirdos using the service. Right. I know. When I first started, I thought that too. But honestly, all of the people I work with are super cool. But the reason they have to use a matchmaker is because they're incredibly busy. And that means they're incredibly successful. Um, so they just don't have time to go out and meet people. And if they did have time to go to a bar, the people that they want to meet sometimes aren't at those places. So. Right. When I find either matches or clients, I like to go to places that so this they means you going be. out to find other people to mm-hmm. put into the free database. So where yes. do you go to? So I'll go to like networking events that I feel like my clients would want to be at anyways if they're at their highest self and they're really enjoying their life. What those locations would be. So I go to bar association events. I go to art auctions. A lot of networking events, tech events. I go to a monthly poker game with a bunch of tech startups. Super cool. Yeah. So go to places that aren't singles events, right. but you have common interest and then you can just approach people. I do it a little more. Obviously, I literally walk up and ask. If right. Because single, you have nothing to lose. Because I am not asking for myself. Plus, right. I'm very nosy. They're probably super disappointed because they think you're approaching to be like, hey, are you single? And they're like, yeah. And then you're like, I have this service. And they're like, uh. Yeah, exactly. And then you show them like probably some pretty girls, but they're like, but I wanted to go out with you. Right. Exactly. And fake wedding ring. So. Right. Oh, See, that's yeah. smart. That's I very usually smart. wear that because it's just, it just, disqualifies those questions. Yeah. Any gay dude's going to be like, I know that's a cubic zirconi- zirconium. <laughs> like It was $9 at Target. <laughs> but here's, here's the interesting thing that you're sharing as well, mm-hmm. is that you're telling people other places that they can go to yeah. meet other individuals. It doesn't have to be a bar. It doesn't have to be online. It can be a matchmaking service, which is wonderful, but... It can also be all of these places that you've listed mm-hmm. by deciding, where do I like to go to? Where would my ideal self like mm-hmm. to go to? Mm-hmm. And we were talking about escape rooms before yes. uh, the show. And is- you're in a room with someone, a stranger for an hour. Yeah. The weirdest thing is I cannot escape escape rooms right now. <laughs> it is the weirdest thing. I met a dude. He, We were chit-chatting and he was like, do you want to go to an escape room? And I was like, what the fuck? Like, so what is that? I had right no now. idea what that was. And then the last time I was here with Stevie for my other podcast... Um, KT, who was our guest, he was like, have you guys ever been to an escape room? I know, it's like really popular And right now, now you guys brought up escape room. Somebody brought it up at Planet Fitness. This is what? my new Weird. gym that I'm going to, but yeah. Oh, by the way, there's a new Equinox. Oh, I know. I already joined it. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> it's not up and running yet, but when oh, it, it is, it said I'll now be open. There. It said now open. No, there are oh. sales offices oh, open. Don't worry. Bitches. I'm already, I walk by it. I'm like, this is five blocks from my house. I'm sure. perfect. Bitches. Fantastic. Oh. Anyway, the point is of places to go meet people mm-hmm. are all of those places that you just listed. And then now, before we get to talking about our topic yes. that we're going to discuss, I just want you to say the company that you work for in case people who are listening do want to be a part of that free database. Yeah, yeah. So it's called Three Day Rule. So you okay. can just look us up at www.3dayrule. No one says www. Say www, www well, yeah, we know. It's www. Right? And it's hard to say, too. It's like www. Just, maybe that's why people say because they're like, it's oh, true. it's going to be time to think about what the rest of it is. It's true. <laughs> well, also, like when I use my email and they're like, what's your email? I always say Gmail and then I feel like, are they going to get it wrong if I right. don't say .com? <laughs> right, exactly. So I'll always say .com, just yeah. in case. But, but obviously, 
whatever. People know how to use it already. Anyway, I do it too. Okay, but now I wanted to talk about, and I think you're the perfect person to talk about this with, I want to talk about whether or not women want to be approached. Because there's a... How desperate are they? (laughs) Because I'm in the desperate zone right now. So I'm like totally into being approached right now. Before, when I was in a relationship, you would always bring up the gym. Should you approach someone at the gym? And I would always say no. But now that I'm single and desperate, I'm like, there are dudes at the gym. I'm like, why are you not approaching me? Right. And no one has approached me. No one. Well, I'm sure... I'm not giving off the vibe, probably, but also I look horrifying. No, but I'm sure the reason they don't approach you is because they are told not to approach women at the gym. Yeah. So, you are saying now, you're switching this. I'm going to go back and erase every like, single I episode. Like, I cut a hole into my yoga pants in the vagina. Why are you not approaching me? Yeah, why are you not me? approaching like, this, me? It can't get more obvious than this. <laughs> but that's the thing. So, it's okay, true. so you're saying that, yes, you would want to be approached. Clancy? But, but again, because I'm kind of desperate. But let's say you weren't kind of desperate, but you were kind of single. I don't know. I'd be like, eh. Okay. I, w- but, I would want to. I'm not desperate, but I am single. I would want to. I would want to do it in a way. Don't approach me while I'm actually working out to be okay. like, oh, you need help with your form. Yeah. No, I don't need help with my form. Yes. Stop. If you do approach at the gym, do not do it like that. Okay. So what, how do you, you kind do it? Of, it? You, when the person's switching machines, you go up to them and you say, hey, how's it going? Let's say you're in the middle of a set. Do you just like drop everything? Go you wait till they're her? done with their set. Okay. And then you go say, hey, or okay. you wait until she's going to go like refill her water bottle at the. What if she's wa- doing like a marathon? On the tr- uh, the treadmill, like thrashing it for <laughs> an hour and a half. You can what like do you, do? you. What you do at that point is you like give her eyes so she knows that you're aware of her. And then once she, you wait through that marathon, once she steps off, then you go say hey. Okay, so it's like a big investment. I'm a big and maybe I'm like super old school or don't know. I'm a big fan of notes. Like if you gotta go, it's actually worked before. She's 24. Yeah, and handwritten it's not, notes. They're just. I mean, not like check like, yes oh, or no. <laughs> but like it's worked at cafes before because then you're not interrupting someone in a conversation. You're not like invading their. Zone. Zone, but you okay. can still say, hey, you look awesome. Here's my number if you want to get together. If not, throw So you're away. okay with a guy giving you his number. Yeah, 100%. And you will call. So you're very confident. Yeah, I love approaching men. But would you say most people? I think most people would text, oh, you need the mic. Well, no, sorry. I just remembered something. I did kind of do a note thing. It wasn't a note note, but I, I haven't mentioned this yet because we didn't tape for a long time. But I am so sad. I went super balls to the wall risky. So I was on a date with a guy that like I was like mm, not super into and I saw this other guy that I was just instantly drawn to and I kept looking at him from across the bar because he looked like someone I knew and I was just like oh my god I could not stop looking at him and so I was sitting next to these two gay dudes and they were kind of my my boys because we had like chit-chatted already so when my date was started to talk to someone else because he knew someone who worked there right I like leaned over the gay dudes and I was like hey okay I'm on a date but I'm not like, into it, and I really want to give this guy across the bar my number. Really? Yeah, and he was like, girl, I got you. And so I gave him my number. He went over, and I go, like, be like, you know, discreet, because obviously I don't want, like, my date to know. And so he went over, talked to the dude, gave him my number. Um, the guy kind of looked at me after, and I got a little shy and kind of looked away. He never wrote to me or never called or anything. Really? Yeah. Okay. I was super, super disappointed. Wait, Dave is signaling that something. Is, that is a bad idea. Because here's here's the thing. You think it's a bad idea. If you pass it over, if if you're on a date and you pass that over, that guy immediately, his first thought is, she would do that to me. Right. So it's, although although it's super forward. But let's say, let's reverse it to the other side, because the, the, the audience that's listening mainly is men. For the women mm-hmm. who are listening, that that's good advice to them. Yeah. But like, let's say, 
let's say it was a guy. Forget about him being on a date. Yeah, uh, is that it, okay if a guy if a guy writes these notes? Yeah, it's we're, I, to a non-confident woman, or maybe more judgmental. You are in the matchmaking business. It's true. You know how difficult it is. So it's very. I different. don't see what's wrong for women to text. You get you made the first move. It's not like you're, I'm pursuing you. Well, would you say most of your friends would be as open to that? Most of your friends who don't do what you do, who aren't as assertive as you, you like run across the street to go tell somebody you have a match for them. That That's depends. very they, different than most women. They would come ask for advice, so then I would just tell them. I don't know, because most of my friends, I tell them what to do in dating. So. Okay. But, which means that they're not doing these things on their own. It's true. I will say a lot of women would, would not like the Would you not text? A lot of women wouldn't. Wouldn't or, like the note. Like the note. But depending on what the note said. Did Dave say, so everyone listening, my headphones so he's aren't saying, working. He's saying as... Um, a woman that's like a bad idea for you to pass your number while you're on a date because he can see that and then he can think like, oh, well, you're like Right, shady. that's what I thought. But to yeah. be honest, I th- believe me, that crossed my mind. But the reason I did was because I was so into that guy that I was like, I don't even care. Like right. if there's... No, the, no, but he's saying that's why he didn't yeah. contact you. Oh, I know. But to me, I took the risk right. because no, I was like, good. I am so... And I wish I could have explained that to him. Like I'm not this like trashy hoe. <laughs> I just genuinely you know, you write that in the letter. Like, I'm not a trashy hoe. If I just thought he number. was like a cute dude, I would have never. But this because is my I brother, felt, not into that guy. Yeah, but like you know, I the guy had said, well, she can't come up to you because she's on a date. So clearly, like it didn't look right. good to that guy. But again, I was totally willing to take take that risk, which I think is great. But that meant that you know, I really would have liked him. I know I would have. So it's like if it was just a cute dude, I wouldn't. Have, and I'm on a date, I wouldn't have passed my number. But right. I was so drawn to him. Right. That it was a special circumstance. So, guys listening, that if a girl does do that, it is probably a special circumstance and she's not a dirty hoe that's just like, here's my number, here's my number, here's my number. Think it might be a special circumstance. Right, exactly. Okay, so that's a good note for, for guys who are getting notes. For guys who are going to be giving notes, what has to go with the note giving in order for it to be well received? Like, so paint a picture of a guy at writing you a note at least a thousand dollars i mean it needs to not be like hey you're hot give me a give me a ring or whatever do people say that give me a ring right. but you have to like establish eye contact before like for you yeah you think that's cute or be open to it yeah so it, it happened and it totally worked okay so well, tell that story. it was at a cafe but i was with my mom and sister like we were having a time like i wouldn't have liked it if he'd approached i made eye contact with him a couple times in line and then before he left he just handed me a note and was like hey i just wanted to give this to you Walked off. Yeah, when I mean, just walked off casually. My mom was in love with it. Um, but yeah, just said, hey, I saw you. You look really great. Like, I love your energy with whoever you're with. I'd, I'd love to grab coffee sometime. She said love Here's that, my number. that many times. And it was okay. No, I say that too. Yeah. I okay. mean, it wasn't weird. Okay. Yeah, it's not like I love you. It's not like I love you. Right. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm fine with that as well. I just want to like, just yeah. for some guys were like, uh, I don't know if I would say that. <laughs> Whole <laughs> you just did what I just think you did. My mic, I yeah. just ripped the mic. Off of she really wanted to say something. <laughs> I feel is... like I'm holding it now. Like I should be singing in like a concert. I'm like, and I, like anyway. Um, I don't know what I was going to say now. Well, have either of you Sorry. ever been appro- been approached randomly by somebody? And this could be the guy that did this, and then you actually went out with him afterwards. So, like, did you follow up and call this guy? Or do you just thought it was a cute approach? No, I actually was in a relationship. I still texted him, though, but because I just wanted to follow up with him. And I also wasn't really into the relationship. And right. it was ending. Just texted him. was like, hey, I'm in a relationship. I really appreciate you coming up. Blah, blah, blah. And then somehow he saved my number. A couple months later, I was at the same cafe and saw him. And he texted again and was like, hey, I saw you again. Like, 
something about smoothies and it actually did end up working. We saw each other again. I didn't love it. wasn't into it, but we went right. out. Oh, you did go out? Yeah, we did. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. It's a great way to open a door. Yeah. What are, what are other ways to approach people? Like, let's say you are walking down the street. Have you had this happen where a guy just comes up to you and then successfully was able to get you to go out or I haven't done, hang it hasn't been successful. It's happened. It hasn't been successful. So why hasn't it been successful? Cause, cause what? I honestly think, and this isn't guys' fault. I, I honestly think guys have it hard because women are so used to catcalling that if you're on the street and you're approached, like it's automatically, it's it's unnerving, at least to me. Like, I just don't love it. I've done, I've had it done like lines at a coffee shop where you're kind of in the same space for a little bit or at a grocery store or I've had someone like after the gym walk up and be like, hey, like, I just want to let you know you're really beautiful or whatever, but right. it's not aggressive. But if you're walking on the street, it, it's it just a little unsafe. too. It's yeah. It's like you've seen me for two seconds. You don't know anything about like okay, you know. So explain that more. So you're saying at these other places, you're there. It's not just about like how you look exactly. Even though they haven't talked to you yet, yeah. But they're getting more, or at least you're assuming they're getting more information about. Yeah. You. So it feels like you you've had a little bit of time to establish an interest, and it's not solely based on the two seconds you saw when you walked behind me and saw my ass. Like, come on. So right. well, what does that say to you? If that, if like, okay, he's walking behind you and he sees your, your face, which is very pretty. Yeah. And then he wants to approach you. Why is that horrible? That it's not horrible. And that's the thing is that I feel kind of bad for guys because it's not horrible. It's just, that's a, most women I know that's the gut reaction is it's a turnoff because you're only interested in the way I look. And women are so, oftentimes so sensitive to that, that it needs to have a little bit more established If they're very time. attractive, they're sensitive to that. It's true. If they're not very attractive, they're like, oh, you're looking at my ass and now you want to ask me out. Great. That's <laughs> true. Let's that's go true. out. That's but actually so, a really good point. But so like what, so it maybe describe that a little bit more. So maybe there are other women who would be flattered by that yeah. and more open to it. So if somebody has a big ass and they're unattractive. <laughs> I mean, you can, that sounds, you can sounds so on the street. I no, think but, you could though. I honestly think that's a really good point. I think if you go up to them and say like, you're stunning. I just have to tell you that, but not ask for anything in return. I think don't have expectations as to what that compliment's going to get you okay. and wait for them to say, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Like, what's your name? And then you can start talking and then you can to start each talking, other yeah. because they don't have it happen to them as often. I've had that, like, not often, but I've had a couple people like approach me and just say, I just want to tell ass. you, I think you're beautiful. Yeah. And then they don't ask for anything. And that so, guy at the grocery store with you, remember you had told this story about some guy I was probably store? lying. No oh. one talked to me. What? Maybe. I, for, I forget. It was like a long Maybe. time ago. Maybe it was you then. Maybe. Oh, I don't know. Well, anyways, I know grocery in the, stores like, are I was in place. a mall. It happened. I was out to eat. Um, with my mom, we were on like this like ship. We were in Maine and this guy, it was, I saw him looking at me and it was just super sweet. And my mom was like, oh my God, he just walked up and he was leaving. He's like, I just have to tell you the prettiest girl I've seen like ever in my life or something really? like that. And I was like, number one, you're lying. Number two, <laughs> but my, but and then he just kept walking away and he was dressed really nicely. He was in a suit. He had like really nice shoes and stuff. And my mom was like, oh, like, yeah. Um, okay, but so that doesn't like feel that. like pressure. So I like that. But if he said, what's your number? It would have been like, uh, I don't, you know. <laughs> but what, what, what is the uh? Like, what is what is that? I don't know if I want to give it to you yet. And that's the problem is that it's such a quick exchange when you're doing it like that, that it doesn't give the woman time to assess, do I feel safe giving him my number? So what do you need? Is he someone I would actually... What would you need? Like, more how time. You, but how but much time? How, it's like, how would he do that? Come sit and eat with my mom and I? Maybe. You know, like start eating off my plate? Well, I will tell you, uh, my good friend... Martine met her Martin. husband. Martin. <laughs> Martine met her husband. They were in Mexico. She was there with her family. Uh, her husband was sitting at the bar. He was actually down there by himself. And she and her family were talking about something in Michigan. 
And he goes, oh, you guys are from Michigan? And he started chatting to them from the So you the must bar. love people named Martine. Right. <laughs> Clearly. But then they found out that they knew a lot of the same people. They started chatting about it and about sports and stuff. Anyway, like he ends it up going and having dessert with their family. So I'm, so that that is a possibility that yeah. you, could, you could establish more of a rapport with those people. But for some people who only have a short period of time, like if they are at the grocery store or are at the gym, how how do they establish that safety and that trust in a short period of time? I mean, that's really tough because yeah. it's you can't just say like he said, like like she said, it's attractive when you say it without expectations then you don't get my number and I want you to. And what's the point of saying it? So then you're, okay, so it could be a one-minute interaction and that could provide some sort of safety if you have a connection during that point, right? Yeah, I think like the thing you said about Michigan, it's it's that point of reference and that point of contact that automatically makes them feel a little bit safer. But how do you get that? You ask when you're you're in Michigan. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Just ask every woman if they're from Michigan. Um, But how do you get that when your starting line is like, just let you know, like you're stunning or you're the most beautiful woman I've seen and I'm lying to your face, but you're the most beautiful woman I've seen. I think the key is what her reaction is. If she's like kind of shut off like, oh, thanks, and turns around and keeps walking. Okay, well, she didn't want to give you her number anyways. Right. But if it's like, thank and you so much. And it's going to take a lot longer really... to get that warmth and that exactly. safety there. And I think that's on women too to say, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. What's your name? And I know a lot of women don't do that. No, but even if they that. say, maybe I'm super aggressive. I, I would say you're that. Very confident. <laughs> you're a matchmaker. You're you know a matchmaker. What you're doing. It's different. So same thing with me. I have my newly single girlfriend, and whenever we go out, people start talking to me, and she's like, "Everybody just sees you," and I say, "I see them first, and I smile at them first, right. and I start conversations." But she doesn't see any of that. She just sees that people will be engaging in conversation with me and wanting to continue a conversation with me. So it's kind of the same thing for you. You know, you're more comfortable. You're more confident. Most people are not like that. They're not providing that many opportunities for other people to feel safe and comfortable with them. Which actually is a good point because we're saying what you can do is to provide a little bit of that safety. Mm -hmm. So what else? Like, is there... I wonder if there's like a standard question that guys can ask. I know. Because even something like, what's your name? Seems a little, I don't know why. What's your name? It's not, it's like, because it's not necessary right now. Are you like writing down, um, like, (laughs) looking me up? Right, right, exactly. Well, that's why I do think that OSA, which is my method for starting Mm -hmm. conversation. I don't know if we've talked about this, but OSA is, um, it's a great way to break into conversation with women when you have a limited amount of time. Mm -hmm. Or even if you have a long period of time, it's a great Mm -hmm. way to start a conversation. It's observe, share, and ask. So the observation Mm -hmm. is, you know, you're absolutely stunning. I saw you from Mm -hmm. over there and I want to come over and say hi. The share is expanding on that observation. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is that you want to share at that point, I mean, it doesn't even have to be connected to that mm-hmm. observation. It can be, you know, what I've I've been walking down the street every day this week, haven't seen a single person that caught my attention, but for some reason you just popped out at me because of that at that beautiful weird, uh, red dress that you're wearing, or whatever mm-hmm. it is. It's like an expansion on definitely you not and your, your face, day. just the dress. <laughs> but whatever, I would have looked away if it weren't for your nice <laughs> right. dress. Be an ugly. Man. Right. And then you ask, you open it up with like, where did you get that dress? Or not that it's saying, you know, you want to get that dress as well, but it it, it has people drop their guards a little bit. So it's not like, hey, you're hot. What's your number? Let's Mm -hmm. bang. Like it's so it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel as invasive for another human being. So that can be a a more helpful way to start the conversation unless there is a natural progression of the conversation because the other woman, the woman is chatty Mm -hmm. and she can help contribute to helping facilitate 
Mm-hmm. great conversation. But so what you're saying to me is that you guys are both open now to being approached, except for randomly approached on the street because you're both very attractive women. But anywhere else you would be approached. Like, let's say you were at dinner with one of your best friends or a few of your like best friends and some guy came up to you at dinner. Would you shoo him away? Would you be open to that? It just depends on who the guy is. Okay, but let's say he was somebody that you found attractive. Yeah, I would want him to talk to me. And it's like funny because I think most girls would say, oh, well, you know, I'm with my girlfriends. It's girlfriend night. No, it's girlfriend night because you don't find the dude attractive. Right. If you were into the dude, to be like, hi, and then like find a way to kind of work it into to everyone else's. Your friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. And there's so many times that I feel like guys miss out on opportunities yeah. that I am like, I'm, I'm making eye contact or I'm like, I, I'm opening the door for you, but I'm also not stepping through that door for you. Right. But I want you to come up again if they're attra- if I'm attracted to them. Well, so te- so you probably watch other women do this as well. So mm-hmm. what are these signs that are before the conversation starts? Yeah. What does it look like? Because I know that a lot of the things that women do beforehand are quite subtle yes. and can be confusing because sometimes if you're looking at a guy and he looks back at you, you look away quickly. Yes. So, so even the most confident that? woman in the world does that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, eye contact is number one. But again, like you said, that's that's like a spectrum of how confident are you in being in that, life. In life. Yeah. In life and even in dating or, or, or being, quote unquote, the pursuer, which even if you're making eye contact, you're not the pursuer. But eye contact is number one. If they're making eye contact, that's a green light to at least say hello. Mm-hmm. Um, and Even on- if they look away. Even if they look away. Yeah. If if they're... And I know sometimes you accidentally make eye contact with the same person five times, but take that as a green light. At right. Just be like, stop hi. looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the way that you break into conversation. I think that's why the guy at the bar never wrote to me because I kept, like, staring at him. And he's like, this psycho bitch. Yeah, this girl's crazy. And she's staring yeah. me down. But I was... It was like, I would look away, but I was almost not looking away due to pure fascination. Like, I couldn't believe how similar he looked to this person that I knew and I had liked that person before. And so... Yeah, it definitely came across as crazy, crazy town. <laughs> and like, if you, if I smile at you or even just like a little bit of a smirk and you don't talk to me, it actually, it frustrates me. And yeah. I know like, that's so annoying. It so frustrates me. That takes a lot of courage to like give that little vibe out and then mm-hmm. you don't step into it. It's but vulnerable. It's totally vulnerable. Every guy listening is like, yes, that's what we go through every, every single, single day. day. Mm-hmm. I know. But it's true. And it does, you know, like girls do have, you know, egos as well. And like, that'll happen to me where I feel like the guy should say hi or something and he didn't and then i'm like ooh, what was wrong with me right well it's crazy. So girls will experience that so clancy is confident <laughs> <laughs> confident clancy confident Clan- clancy and kill yourself carney but <laughs> do you think honestly it is the man's responsibility to approach and that most often he should do the first approach i do and okay. i'm realizing this as i am dating now a lot um it's part of the attraction process it's not because male female like um i'm a woman and you need to treat me a certain way and i'm you know but it's literally because it's attractive it's it's that taking command and like owning yourself and owning the room that a woman will find attractive do you agree um i don't know if i agree completely i I get out You're off the show. <laughs> Give me the mic back. Um, I, I think, yes, it's attractive. Super hot. All guys out there approach women. It's incredibly hot. However, 
I don't think it's wrong. I mean, I've made the first move quite a few times. I, I did with my husband. I, I, I would approach. I mean, I wouldn't. I, I'm not saying you I would wouldn't. Appro- right. But I find it more attractive if the guy does. Yeah, it's definitely more attractive. But at the same time, I feel like there's, again, a spectrum of women approaching. So there's yeah. like the eye contact. That's you making the first move. That's that's you initiating. There's a smile. There's walk up kind of near them. I think women are Proximity artists. Proximity is huge. Yes. Women are artists. We will be like the little like deer that the lion sees, but we pretend like they don't see us. And then we run off and you have to chase us. Mm-hmm. But we made the first move. Right. Um, I definitely think even like as cheesy as it is to like slide into DMs, I'll make the first move 100%. Slide into DMs. Yeah. Marnie is an old what lady. What the hell does that mean? She's an, she uh, said it before I pretended I knew what she was talking about. Oh my God. Like, ah, that's awesome. Mar- I have no fucking clue what that means. Marnie like doesn't do social media it's and like it's, it's a direct message. Yeah. And it's but the what phrase do you mean you slide into DMs. just what people say. You slide. I don't know why they say it. It's a but, thing though. You, you start But what does it. that mean you're doing? So <laughs> just writing them a message. Yeah. Before I'm like, I tweeted, I'm like, you guys know How you How would you write somebody like, a message you've never met? Oh, if you see them online and you think they're attractive. Yes. Yes. All right, now I'm in the story. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> it's true. It's so millennial. But along. if you have like 20s, early 30s people listening, we like, do. It worked. At least two of them. I'm going on a date tonight because he slid into the DMs. Wow, slid into the DMs. It sounds so fuck dirty. that. Well, I do not know. I should not be in this industry the, well, anymore. Dude, I don't know anything. The dude who uh, wrote to me about the escape room, he slid into my DMs. What does that mean? That sounds so <laughs> dirty. <laughs> What does that mean? He's sliding into your DMs. He just wrote me a message. He wrote me a message like he oh, doesn't know me and he, he just bypassed the general wall. He literally just saw me on Instagram uses. and then wrote to me. But how can he DM you if he isn't a friend of yours? You can send DMs even oh, if you're not a friend. Can, okay, now. Yeah. So the, it might go to your filtered messages, but we, so the way so it the works. the last time that I used oh. DMs, 1999. You have to prove each other before you can DM each on other. What, on what system? On Twitter. Okay, no, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is Instagram. Yeah, they usually, it up on Instagram, obviously. Yeah, usually the slide into the DMs <laughs> is on Instagram. Oh, so this is the, okay. And so this all makes sense now. Well, why didn't you just speak in these terms? And then I would totally understand what you're talking about. <laughs> Old people about. terms. Yeah. Um, but the guy I went out with from from Instagram, I saw him on Bumble. Yeah. And I swiped right. We didn't match, but I thought he was cute. And I was not offended. I thought maybe he hadn't seen me yet or something. And so I followed him on Instagram. And he had like... 45,000 followers. So I just assumed he wouldn't follow me back and he followed me back and I was like, oh. And so then like I wanted to write to him. I wanted to slide into him, his DMs, but I was like, nah, you know, I don't want to be desperate. And so then he slid into mine uh, a couple days later and then we had like great banter. We ended up going out, but we haven't gone out since. It wasn't as great in person, but well, okay, that was all from Instagram. What was the first line that he used when he slid into your DMs? <laughs> he said, hi, I'm sliding into your DMs. Is that what he no, said? No, no. I can't. He responded to one of my Instagram stories, which okay. I know you don't know what that means either. Yeah. Well, he, a story you told on Instagram. No. <laughs> See? You need to well, go you know on. what? Maybe you should all get a life so that you're not sliding and doing Marnie stories gets to on pay Instagram. people to do her Instagram. We're not hate as all social rich media. I cannot you. stand it. I hate it. I, I don't even I don't even go on my personal Facebook to like look at people and my husband does it every single night. Well, then how did you see it was my birthday the other day? Because I have it on my calendar. Oh, I thought update. it was on your Facebook update. No, not oh. on my, The truth is, I don't even know my password for Facebook. I so love that's that. why I cannot get in to my personal account. But honestly, I still would not is, reset it just to find out. Honestly, you speaking right now is why I want to be married. Because <laughs> I want to not worry about any of this stuff. Since you're married, I didn't do this before either, before I was married either. Oh, this is didn't? just okay. me being really fucking cool. Yeah, you are too cool <laughs> for school. Anyway, what did they say to you? 
Yeah, I mean, it was the same thing. I think he responded. Again, it's establishing that connection based on something other than yes. what you look like. Okay. So a common interest, like something on your Insta story, which again, you don't know what that is, <laughs> or right. commenting on some sort of thing that you you actually did post about. But on, every time right. they Are have... from Michigan? I yeah, get they follow the story. Like, <laughs> to establish some sort of connection that you can have, it's the same thing on apps. Yeah. Like, you don't want to say like, hey, what's up? You have to say something that you've actually looked at who they are and is interested in something other than what they look like. And every time they've actually poked fun at the fact that they're sliding in, which sounds so dirty. But what do they say? Like this, they'll say like, 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 this, like, like, what? like <laughs> <laughs> well, both say? times they've been like, oh, like, I get it. This is me sliding in. But whatever. Like, are you from Michigan? That they is that. so funny. I get that. I'm just sliding. I'm in. kind of remembering what he said. Oh, you I had kids. posted I had posted an Instagram story funny. of a dog um, staring at my dog while I was on a walk and I wrote like mortal enemies yeah and he wrote back like i wouldn't mess with that dog but the dog was like a little fluff ball like he was just you know so he was clear- right, so he's clearly kidding on your but it's only and, going to you yeah it's only going to me and i was i was very happy so for others who are not of the era as well i want to be the translator thank you yeah. for that um thank you for connecting us to 1842 <laughs> um and so he commented that was something it was funny on my story if he had just said like Oh, cute dog. I would have been like, oh, no. Right. But because he had a little bit of humor, then I wrote back. Yeah, he actually, um, he's like a klepto. He's got like whatever hidden under his fur or something like. So we then we just started a banter and that was all from just sliding into DMs. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So I like this. So they're, so again, they're pulling from the world that's around them. But, that but connects the two of you. I have a lot of people sliding. Not a lot. I'm not saying like I'm amazing, but I do have a lot of people that write to me on Instagram and I don't respond to everyone. It was like he was the right look and the right... He had a lot of followers, so of course right. I'm going to respond. No, he had the right look. I already was semi-attracted to him and then he had said something funny. Okay. So it was like, it's got to be the right storm, I guess. Okay. Well, but depending, depending on who the person is. Yeah. That storm can look very different for other individuals. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, one thing I wanted to comment on before we go to like a little break. So my neighbor across the street who's recently divorced, she's gotten back into dating and she's just now learning the etiquette for all this online stuff. And she was, ex- she's very confident and she was extremely aggressive with men online and she she saw negative results. It yeah. Kind of, it turned them off. Well, that one guy, he unmatched me when I, when I instantly was like, when are we going to, when are we going to meet? Like I would kind of got to it quickly because that's what happened. The first interaction on Bumble yeah. that was, I was new and he like just unmatched me when I suggested meeting up. But so this is interesting because I know a lot of men are like, well, it should be the woman's responsibility and she should be doing this. I'm just telling you that like the feedback I've been getting from a lot of women is that when they do step up in that way where it's more aggressive, maybe not like still subtly being feminine and assertive, if they are taking the lead Men don't respond, so they actually take a step back. So my friend now is like, now I understand. They have to ask you for their number. They or for your number, they have to initiate these things. She's like, I'm learning. I don't want to be doing these things and waiting for him to do it, but I know that this is how they want to do it, which I, I found really interesting. So again, I know I've asked you like, would you would you approach a man? But a lot of women who are out there are told it's the man's responsibility. And if they have tried to do it, it may have backfired on them, which is why they're not really approaching. Yeah. I, I can honestly say I've never approached a man. Yeah. And I've never given a man my number without him asking. I think I mean more like I put myself close to them in proximity. I'll make the eye contact. I'll like flirt, whatever it is. Or ask a question or something yeah, so that you're something. starting conversation. Exactly. But it's not, I've never given a guy my number or sent him one in a note you know, like, or whatever. You like a really cute ass. Let's yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so they still have to make, the, and I think that's an ego thing for guys too. Like they have to make that first move to feel confident, to feel like they are pursuing and then they're masculine one. But we can open the door so they're confident enough to actually make that move. Because it's unnerving. It's scary. 
It's scary for everybody. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get to some overanalyze this question. Hey guys, I need you to do me a favor. Touch the back of your hair. How does it feel? Does it feel full or does it feel like it's thinning? Even if you're young, there's a chance that it's going and it's going quickly and it's so much easier to stop hair loss than it is to regrow your own hair. It's like, think about a lawn. If you have to start from just dirt, growing that grass is going to be really hard. But if you've already got some grass to work with, it's going to go a lot quicker. So you guys are going to get a really cool deal from this website called forhims.com. I've talked about this site before. It's a one-stop shop for men's wellness, and you are getting a killer, killer, killer deal. If you go to forhims.com slash wants, you get a trial month of everything that you need to keep your hair for just $5 right now. Like it's $5. It's crazy. Go to the website to see the full details, but this would cost you so much money if you went to a doctor or pharmacy. So go to forhims.com slash wants. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash wants. Forhims.com slash wants. this if anybody does have questions who uh is listening please write them into ask at ask when podcast not gonna say dot com okay uh i hope you're having a great day on your great day when you have time of course i was wondering if you could help me with my situation i easily blush when i'm talking to a cute girl the moment i feel my face starting to feel this is obviously a white guy i panic and lose (laughs) or asian thought then i say the weirdest dumbest thing ever followed by turning more red blushing is what stops me from approaching women i've noticed that only when i drink alcohol i don't care if i blush and become a smooth talker which is pathetic what if I see the lady of my dreams in a library or mall and I don't have alcohol in me? Bring some with you. <laughs> um, I want to stop relying on alcohol. Any advice will be appreciated. And thank you for your time, Daniel. So he's basically wondering how to not be like a nervous nerd. Yeah. Well, I think you have to, number one, I think put people in on the same pedestal that you're on. I think that's the biggest danger is the minute you think someone's attractive or possibly prettier than you or something right all your brain just goes into yeah into poopy well for him more so he's more concerned about the blushing for right now but i think that this is right but that's ties into why he's blushing so i think you just have to put the person in a zone of they're not that great yet how how do you do it how do i do it oh besides alcohol how do you do it i don't know I mean, okay, someone told me, talk to yourself, don't listen to yourself. And I talk to myself in my head a lot, which is like, I mean, it sounds crazy. But if you want to put someone, (laughs) (laughs) if you want to put someone on that pedestal that you're on as well, you have to tell yourself, hey, I am good looking. Like those pep talks in the mirror, they work. Like Mm -hmm. I am good looking. I am this way. I am a great talker. And think about what you have to add to the relationship. I think people get into the mindset of, oh, are they going to like me? Am I going to be good enough? Well, do you like them? Are, do, are they good enough for you? Like shift that mindset from it's not an audition. It's a mutual yes, understanding. Exactly. It's a mutual audition. Yeah. Well, okay. So I, I want to. And also I think if you don't put any sort of um, like expectation on the situation, that can also help. Like you don't go into the situation, like you can do these things and ask for numbers and stuff like that. But I think if you go into it with like, 
my life's the same with or without, you know, if I don't give this person to date me, my life's still gonna be the same as it is now, which is functional. I'm fine. I'm alive. I'm breathing. Mm -hmm. So to not put pressure on the situation and to just put it in your brain as an interaction you'd have with someone in the grocery store when you're just asking for the price of something. So let's break this down a little bit more because these are all really good points, but this can actually become more overwhelming, overwhelming totally. in the moment. If you're like, wait, this is a normal interaction and then blah, 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 <laughs> and then I'm, I'm an amazing talker and I bring a lot to the table. Like, cause that, that's going to put more pressure on you. So how do you, so how do you practice doing these things beforehand so that you are more calm before you even get into the situation to talk to a woman that makes you blush? So I love what Clancy was saying um, about having the list of awesome things about you. Any client that I work with, if I start hearing them say negative things about themselves or like talking about why they can't approach or why they wouldn't be good for X girl. I have them make a list of 10 to 20 things about them that I think are awesome. And typically I start the list for them. And I say, one thing I know about you in our five minutes of talking is that you are um, a go-getter. I also know that you're somebody who isn't uh, okay with the status quo. You want to improve yourself constantly. You've, And I also know that you're able to reach out for help. So anybody who's listen, listening to this show, all of those things also cover you. And they're wonderful things about you and wonderful things that will be amazing in a relationship. Because, because again, you you won't get comfortable and you'll always be seeking to help make things better or at least just enjoy your life. And again, not get, get to a comfortable plateau. So I have them write this list of 10 to 20 things and I have them read it to themselves every day, one, two, three times a day until they start to own it. And then I have them keep that list in their back pocket, either on their phone or literally on a piece of paper in their back pocket so that when they do see somebody out in the open, they'll already have their confidence muscle working a little bit. And on quick recall I can totally for see them. that note getting like in the washer, like right. all smudged and like, out. Yeah. What am I, I again? I don't know. Do I know how to talk? I don't know. I'm a blurred blue pen. Right. But then in that moment, at a certain point, you don't even need to pull the list out because you know it off by heart. It's a, literally like a magical way to get that confidence back in your body and just to remind yourself that you are confident. In terms of the blushing and getting rid of that, some people just blush. And you can use that in your interaction. You can like, wear see? a mask and a turtleneck. Right. That's a good one. But how, okay, so as a comedian, how would you call attention to the blushing and make fun of it? Like, in a funny way. Oh. Like, see what you Well, you're I already did me? the white thing. I'd probably be like, oh my God, I am so white. Like, I'm such a white person. Yeah. This is what happens. But that, but okay, but you're, diff you're diffusing it. Yeah. Right? A little bit because you're calling attention to it, which is calling attention to the elephant. Like, I'd be like, that Indian dude over there just as nervous as me. You just can't tell. <laughs> see? Like, that's, yeah. But that's cute. Right. I think that's really, really cute. Yeah. Okay. And what, Nancy, what do you think? This is actually going to be like, <clears throat> my background is actually in science. So this is super sciencey, but. I got that about I you. Know, it's super weird. So, Nancy's going to write a book for me very soon about dating younger women. She's I'm very excited. Fantastic. So, <clears throat> mm -hmm. yeah. I want I want more women writing books. You should write about like, uh, dating comedians <laughs> yeah but for you for my what for my company but is it by her it's gonna be with by your name her, with she my goes... company's name nope oh cool All well, right, she wouldn't be much of a ghost if i was telling people <laughs> is she dead is she writing She's it from the grave no i want more people writing because i don't want just my opinion anymore i don't even know what sliding into dms means how the <laughs> fuck am i going to advise people anymore anyway continue please anyway so there's i was reading this book called drunk tank pink and it's about how certain things affect you have you read the book no but oh, i love the name so good anyway <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's basically about how things affect you that you don't notice and they actually specifically talked about blushing and the color red and how when you think that you look a certain way you are much more awkward and someone doesn't actually notice those things about you so they actually said when you're more flushed which is why women wear blush but it's the same for men when you're more flushed 
subconsciously, people think you're more fertile. And for men, for hunter-gatherers, when you're a hunter, you're more flush because you're actually going after game. So it's more attractive. If your entire face is bright red, okay, no. Maybe that's, that's not true. Maybe that's not it. But when you have those <laughs> like, subtle things. Like you just killed a lion. Like, that's what like you're thinking. Like, when women or men see anything that's red on you, like a red dress, that's why men are more attractive. It is actually attractive. So at least tell yourself, even if it's not 100% true, tell yourself, like, yeah, like oh, I'm this is sexy fine. Right I'm now. fucking sexy. Yeah. I'm not trying to be- bring up the, like, white thing again. I'm like, hi, I'm back with the white people thing. <laughs> yeah. But what about, like, African people from like African descent and they like you can't see when they're flushed and I'm not but like how is that the same biological response because you know what I mean that's yeah. weird is it just well, that's for why they wear people? a red shirt <laughs> when they're hunting lions in the in the 800 BC yep. era I mean, he just puts on his no, red they tea can still blush can yeah still blush. I know you can still like blush a little but I just feel like it it just is interesting that the science <laughs> it seems more like white. apparent so you're saying for science people. is racist yeah. <laughs> well, okay, but when you're, it's, it's me. It's, it's who it is. I'm dating. Oh, I, I was almost engaged to a black guy. So I feel like, you were? yeah. Awesome. Anyways, um, so okay, I also too. My husband's half black. <laughs> so so we're fine. all all these people. White girls are gonna. I know. All these white girls are like, no, it's justified. Yeah. Um. No. Honestly, like, well, to speak to that, like, when you're in that hunter gatherer community. We, as maybe white women, can't tell when you're blushing, but when that is your ethnicity, then you know, like, you know those cues, you know what they look like, right. you can notice. And also, this is really gross, but when you kill an animal, you have blood on you, so that's red, so that's all. Right, thing. that's where they get the, the red from. Mm. Interesting. Okay, interesting. this is all really interesting. So basically, Daniel, don't worry about blushing. What you should worry about is the worrying about blushing. Right. That's what's going to bite you in the ass every single time. And I know that with alcohol, it becomes a lot easier because you don't give a shit about the blushing. But some of these things we've talked about in the past, like, five minutes will definitely help calm that nervous feeling, especially just announcing the elephant. And I love the lines that Kristen said. I thought they were really yeah, cute. Yeah. Another one is, like, you were just you just ran. You just, you're done running, but you ran in your street clothes. Right. And you're really hot. Exactly. But it's even in the delivery of how you're saying it. Because you're saying, I know that this is like kind of bullshit what I'm saying right. to you. But you know, I'm, I'm right. here to talk to you. Right. Instead of covering up being like, I'm nervous talking to you because my face is bright red right now. Yeah, you call that shit out. Exactly. Okay, next question. And then we're going to wrap up the show. What does a woman mean when she says maybe? No. Does that mean that? I mean, if, okay, take the cues around it. If she's like twirling her hair and like, touching you and she says maybe it's like a flirtatious come on Mm -hmm. if she's like not doing those things and says maybe it's a i don't know how to say no politely okay what do you think yeah i mean i think it's also within the context of like nonverbal cues are incredibly important which is what you just said but what was the question leading up to that right exactly does it warrant a maybe if not and she's giving you a maybe can we uh do it in the you know like maybe (laughs) like that's a like maybe if you convince me to do (laughs) that exactly so i I think it it so you have to pay attention to the subtleties again exactly not very good at doing no not at all and there should be an app that like you can hold the phone up to a woman and do they say that line again <laughs> like and then it tells you the level of their voice or something that could say okay she's flirting right yeah now. and, and Don't even steal like that. <laughs> <laughs> i think even too it's always good to call out and kind of poke fun of it which mm-hmm. is like oh so this is like a maybe like you want me to ask again because i will or, and then that's a good response saying yeah. like okay like i don't understand what you're saying to me yeah this is like a maybe like push harder to have you and go it do it in the bathroom too, or that like you respect that if they say no they can say no and that right. no is an option okay 
Interesting. Kristen's like, I'm done. That's all I got. Well, then we're going to do one more question. Okay. Uh, I love your podcast. I th- Oh, Marnie, I think the way that you use your voice is really sexy. It got me wondering, what are some things, of course I choose this one, uh, what are some things that men can do to use their voice in a way that's sexy for most women? Hmm. It is interesting because, again, my neighbor across the street who is now re- uh, dating, she has been complaining, and this is not all women, but she has been complaining that a lot of the guys that she meets in person or when they talk on the phone sound very femme. Yes. yes. I've, have, have I said that on the show? I've, I'm sure you have. I've gone out with several, several guys that are very, very effeminate. And you don't know that from their pictures. You don't know that from the texting. You just know it the minute they start speaking or you talk. And is it a turnoff for you? Huge turnoff. Huge turnoff. Um, because? Because I'm like, you're, pro- you're gay. Right. You're a gay you're man. You're going to leave me for a man. And I'm and, not a man. Right. And also you know, you just end up wanting to go shopping with them and that's not like it. But let's say they're not gay and they just like grew up in a really well, I, chatty Jewish family. I, well, I, <laughs> so I'm just saying, I know a lot of guys. who. I would who's... want to marry into that family. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did go out with a guy um, a couple times who I think he's super cute and he's got a great personality, but his voice is really high. And it was funny because he called me. We had never met. Hi. We had been texting. <laughs> and I, it caught me off guard. And it wasn't feminine. It was just, or it wasn't effeminate. It was just high, which is kind of feminine. Mm -hmm. And I said, because I was totally caught off guard. I was like, I didn't think this is what you would sound like. Right. And he was like, what do you mean? Like, this is like to me, him, he didn't realize it. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) It was so high pitched. My ears were bleeding. He's like, why are your ears bleeding? Um, (gasps) But to him, he didn't, it didn't phase him. And so honestly, that was not a huge turn on, but to me, that was like, oh, he's not self-conscious of it, which right. is nice. And it's not a hang up of his. Okay. So that was semi-attractive. Yeah. Okay. So then what are the voices yeah. that you find attractive? Is it? Obvious. I mean, at least for me, like low and gravelly is always going to be attractive because mm-hmm. it is, which I just sounded really low and gravelly right there. Yeah. <laughs> but it is male or female, like it is always pretty attractive, but also I'm. Um, and this takes practice, but like, you know, if you say like all the time, you can it. teach yourself does. not to do that. You, at least you can. I can't watch The Bachelor sometimes because it's oh, every like, 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 shut yes. up. Just edit it out. I don't know yeah. why they have it. And there. you can, you can catch yourself and it takes time, but you can teach yourself to do that. Yeah, or I even, myself. Or totally even if you that. have a high pitched voice. <laughs> I used to have a much higher pitched voice, but I didn't, like anytime I started doing anything recorded, I didn't like it. So over time, like I just made a conscious decision to try to speak a little bit lower, and I actually like got some of my friends in on it. And was like, hey, if you know, yes, this? if you notice me saying like, or if you notice me talking like this, oh. don't do it. I thought you meant you got some of your friends in on it to, for them to for talk them to deeper too. I'm like, all right, <laughs> so, so, so her and her friends you guys are out like, to brunch, <laughs> and they're like, this mimosa is delicious. <laughs> Pass me more eggs Benedict, like. <laughs> All my like, friends what? are super sexy. Like, oh, hey. That is funny. But like, let's say, but let's say, <laughs> let's say you do meet a guy and he has trained his voice to go in that direction. And then something happens where it's, <laughs> it goes back. <laughs> like, wait, like, are you confused? Like, is that lying to you? Um, it's not. No, uh, it's not lying. Oh, oh, is it lying? Like, that's like, you his know real voice. Accents when they come out when they're they're drinking like it's that <laughs> like the guy who's talking like this the entire time so i'm talking like this <laughs> like, 
when you drink with each other. That would be kind of funny. That would be funny. But like, okay, so these are good. Th- so you can train yourself. That's what speech I mean, I, I, exactly. Do. And I don't think it's like to go from here to go to the <laughs> right. Like, make it a subtle. normal, subtle transition. But, but what did what did you do to teach yourself to speak? I more, honestly like, had someone. Like, yeah. How would how, like I think a lot of people need to hear what their voice sounds like and what it should hear. Like, yes, uh, I actually had like. someone tell me hey, your voice is, like, it was someone I respected, like a mentor, and we were talking about the career I was supposed to be going into, all of that, and, and he was like, hey, like, your voice is kind of high-pitched. Like, it's fine if that's... Talk how it used to sound. I don't even know anymore. This was probably four years ago. practice. Okay, so then, yeah. Yeah, and he was like, just think about, you're speaking from your head. Think about speaking from your diaphragm. And even just that mental shift. I didn't change anything physically. It just... I feel like and, I because <laughs> you feel like you have to squeeze it but it also I mean that it makes you slow down and think about what you're saying too and so everything you say feels a little bit more grounded which is all getting like kind of like emotional no, no, hippie, but, but, no, no, but it that actually does is a good feel point too, to slow down because even when yes. I'm doing my coaching calls with people and I'm I'm ex- I'm telling them how to say something to a woman Right away, I say, pay attention to the tone and speed of my voice because I'll go a little lower, speaking from my diaphragm, and I'll slow things down because then you're talking with purpose. Mm -hmm. When I get on the phone with somebody with like a voice like that, it sends shivers down my spine. It it feels nice to speak to somebody like that. That's interesting because doing my other podcast, Mentally Chill, um, when Stevie and I start, she has me start as well, but Mm -hmm. there's no need for any sort of... um, happy sound it's about depression so it's like i don't want to be like hey guys welcome to mentally chill where we all want to kill ourselves right. you know so like i've i've been just being like hey welcome to mentally chill i've been speaking slowly and i'm not really doing it on purpose it's just that's the that's, that's the tone the tone of the show and i've been listening to parts of the show and i actually lo- really like the way i sound when i intro that show versus how i sound when i intro this the show right well maybe you would get a compliment like i got from i know because yeah, i because i feel like hey guys like welcome to ask women like i feel like and i don't like the way that makes the tone of my voice sound so yeah it, when i slowed it down it's not that i sound um not that i sound um like better i think it's that the energy that comes through it is more of a confident comfortable with your self tone or something like that and here's here's a way to practice doing all this stuff so this is one so from now on it's gonna be welcome to ask women podcast podcast i don't know i don't know typical you couldn't do it over there i know I, this I, is I, you practicing it's like a, a brain know, thing don't worry you'll get used to it once we move on to somewhere else and we call ourselves <laughs> like what women want i yeah. don't know but the way to practice all of this stuff and these are like really quick and easy tools um i would say grab a book from off the shelf, if you still have books these days, whatever, go into a Kindle and have the same paragraph. Slide into your Kindle. Slide into your Kindle (laughs) and take the same paragraph every single day and read that same paragraph out loud, adjusting your voice so you get it to a place that you think is a good place and then record yourself and then listen to it and then play it to other people as well and tell them to give you honest feedback on what they hear because then it's like you're coaching yourself you can hear what's out there you can see how you've changed and adjusted uh, and then you get feedback from other people was your voice like this before because you have a very great voice i love your voice my voice has always been like this really (laughs) no no i i thank you for saying that i feel like i change it once i get onto this show as well and when even when i'm doing my coaching when i when i um step into an authoritative role, I feel like my voice becomes this. Okay. Because I, I don't probably don't talk like this at home. Okay. I don't know, actually. I don't know either. Well, I don't know. You talk to me when we're not recording. Right. Do I talk like this? Yeah, you do. You just have a really good speaking voice. Oh, I think your you. cadence changes a little bit yeah, on the show. I, but I, I think the, t- the tone and sound of your voice is still the same. 
Oh, so then I've always had an awesome voice. Yes, you have a great voice. You do. <laughs> Thank you. I actually hate my voice. Really? Everyone mm-hmm. hates their voice. I think mm-hmm. it's just we're so unaware of what it sounds like in real life that right. we just I hate my can't name too. It. When I hear like Marnie, I'm just like, Ugh. I I can't even say my name. Really? Have I said that before? <laughs> it's yeah. No, I can't say my name. No. Have I talked about this on the show? No. This has been a huge hang up of mine my entire <laughs> life. When I was younger, oh, oh, I'll get there. I'll get to the awkwardness. It's coming. Hang. Um, I couldn't say S's for a little while when I was younger. I would so crit then. Yeah, and so I can't like my son. It's almost like I have PTSD from trying to say my name when I was a kid, and they had to uh, (laughs) because you'd be like, "I'm Kristen. (laughs) It's me. It's me, Quentin." Um, So I think. Oh, that's what I'm. I'm doing that to my son because he can't pronounce certain letters and so i'll say what are you saying i can't understand you and he'll scream back at me i'm like i don't know what you're saying but it's caused me like a lifelong of 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 experience experiences of trauma because Mm -hmm. even when i go to starbucks and they say what's your name i say molly i do i change my name sometimes yeah because i usually just say chris because it's the Kristen. it's like the yeah the s and the t the s and the t i can't get right so like what i want to say is Kristen, like Kristen. Yeah, and when I say they'll say what's your name, and I say Chris, Kristen, they're like Chrissy, Chris, yeah. like they, and they'll, and oh, then I, I get self conscious. Right Starbucks either. It's almost I mean, like they don't, but it's almost like the blushing guy. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm so aware that I'm going to screw it up that I'll screw it up because I'm thinking that. Right. So whenever anyone asks me not, my name, it doesn't matter if I'm drunk or you know like feeling confident. I will get so nervous about saying my name. That's interesting. Yeah, Kristen. I can't, I have to think so hard about it. But it, what's weird is because I think it's a I hate myself thing. Because if I talk about a girl whose name is Kristen, I don't have a hard time saying it. Really? Yeah, it's weird. And Weirdo. I, I've always wanted to like just change my name to Chris because I can't deal or my middle name Lee because I can say Lee. Lee right. is easy. It doesn't make me hate myself and and have bad memories. Like so I've you. always I've always battled with keeping my name. And actually, a long time ago in a hosting class, I asked, should I change my name to Lee? And he was like, no, Kristen Carney's a great name. It and is I'm a like, great name. But I can't for say those it. who can pronounce it. Because even going to auditions, <laughs> you have to slate, which means stay, say oh your name. Oh, my God. So you're already setting yourself yes, up for so, nervousness so at when an I, audition. So when I st- change your name. I know. I really genuinely have wanted just to. do exactly what we said for the last practice. guy for Daniel practice. Yeah, just Kristen. 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 But then my face Carney. makes a weird face. Like, my lips go wide. But maybe wide. then they'll remember you. Oh, that weird face girl? <laughs> yeah, have her come back. Yeah, that's a she way I want to start off every relationship. Yeah, it sounds great. That's a great place to yeah. wrap up the show. Clancy, where do people find out more about you so that they can be matched up? Yes, uh, go to 3dayrule.com. And they can register to be a free person? Yeah, you just say start now and then when it says how'd you find out about us say matchmaker and you can pick my photo oh you guys don't know what I look like no yeah. <laughs> this is a podcast yeah. <laughs> try picking your photo and if you get it you get a free well, match what? <laughs> what voice do you think matches what, what face right exactly it's Clancy I'm the only Clancy on there right okay so there's a name as well plus if you want to know what I look like that's how you do it right exactly is your real name Clancy yeah. I'm so jealous I, know, I love that name. freaking name it's a good name Clancy what's your last name Clancy Cobble. <gasps> That's a great name. It's like Clancy Connors. I know. It's a waste on a matchmaker. She should oh. be like an actress. Yeah. I'm just Hate you. That's no, a great name. Sorry. Okay. So, three-date rule. Three-day rule. Three-day rule. Yes. Sorry. I'm horrible. It's fine. Three, I said three-date rule. Three-day. That actually makes But now they sense. know. Yes, exactly. Three-day rule. That's where they find Clancy. And also, they will find Clancy very soon um, in my... Uh, product section because she is going to create a program for me about dating younger women. I mean, I could write that program because I'm still in the younger women category. But 
emotion. I just got told I don't tech wise. You're anything. in the older, lady right? Exactly. Category. I'm in yeah. like the sixty plus category. Yeah. Okay. And Kristen, what is your new podcast that people should be listening to if they're depressed or if they're not depressed? Listen to Mentally Chill. C H parenthesis I L L parenthesis close parenthesis. Gotcha. So mentally ill. It's all about uh, depression and stuff like that. And that's with Stevie Ryan. You can find that on iTunes and follow me on Instagram at Chris Karn. K R I S. Chris Karn. Okay, I have Chris. to change. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, it confuses everyone. Actually, Greg Fitzsimmons on uh, um, whatever. He just wrote Kristen Carney on Instagram, and I, and I felt like such an asshole. But I'm like, it's actually Chris Carn. Because well, Kristen Carney was already taken. Oh, way. gotcha. Okay, well, that's... And also because I can't say my name. <laughs> that's interesting But that it's Kristen Carney on Twitter. Okay, that's because it's written, so other people have to say your name. Anyway, new episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday. Don't be a loser and download individual episodes. Please go subscribe so they just automatically come to you and you can hear our beautiful voices every single week. If you want to write in questions for Overanalyze This, write them to ask at askwomenpodcast.com and we will see you guys next week. 